We're holding the Nefesh Achaim. We're about to start Perak Yud. And now the Nefesh Achaim is going to bring various Chazals to teach us about the effect Ruchnis in worlds that the Torah has. Obviously, the Nefesh Achaim isn't meant to be a compendium of sources. And therefore, we went to look at each one, understand what Nefesh Achaim is trying to prove from it, what he brings as a raya uh, from that particular Chazal. He's going to bring Gemaris, Midrashim, even Nazar. And once again, he's trying to explain to us the way we went to understand and relate to the Torah and how we learn Torah. <coughs> so he begins, he says in the beginning of Paragud, when a person is involving himself in studying Torah, that's not the time for Dvekus. That's not the time when he has to focus on connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why? Besides the fact that we saw before and it's distracting from his learning, but here brings the second point. By the very fact that he's learning Torah, that connects him to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzim, and by connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzin, the person connects to Hashem. Let's explain this a bit better. So he brings a Chazal. A Chazal in Shema Yisraba, and the better the background, what Chazal are talking about is the instruction that we had to build a Mishkan. And the marshal given for the Mishkan is it was a place where the Shekhinah would be. But why would the Shekhinah want to be here with people? So the Mishkan, the Midrash is explaining that the Shekhinah would want to be here with people because the Torah is here with people. And the marshal given is to a king who had an only daughter, a princess. And of course she grew up in the palace in close proximity to the king. And he spared no effort and no expense, and he gave every luxury she could want. But she grew up, and the time came, which the king understood, that he had to find a shidduch. It was time for her to get married. So he obviously finds the prince who is worthy of marrying the princess. And after the wedding and the festivities have come to an end, so the prince wants to return with his new bride, the princess, to his own town, to his own home. And on that, the Midrash brings this marshal that the king says that I understand you're taking the princess with you, you, you married her, but she's the words of the Midrash, my daughter is an only child, I can't leave her. And therefore, the king asks that wherever you go, make for me a guest room that I can come and visit you. And on that, the Midrash explains the Nimshal. And so similarly, HaKadosh Baruch after giving the Torah to Kal Yisrael, has a similar sentiment. Hashem can't leave the Torah. And if that's the case, He asks us to build a Mishkan, and therefore where the Torah is going to be, the Shekhinah will be too. And the Aaron Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim, where the Kayach of the Torah is going to be kept, so that's where there's going to be a concept of Shekhinah as well. And that the Midrash says, if a person buys something, so the buyer now has it, the seller no longer has it. 
when a person buys something, he doesn't buy the seller too. But when it comes to the Torah, so it says, When a person normally buys something, I don't buy the owner, I buy the chayfets from him. But when HaKadosh Baruch gives the Torah to the Jewish people, he says, It says, if we brought Hashem together with the Torah, which is a tremendous statement, that we, so to speak, together with the Torah, we acquired Hashem too. How does that happen? So let's explain this in a number of stages to understand the, the oymek of what's being said. He brings the Midrash, but then he brings the Zara to the similar idea. The Torah is one with Hashem. But not just, now we bring the Midrash, which doesn't just say that the Torah is one with Hashem, but rather it's, an, so to speak, an expression of that we, we acquired Hashem, as it were, together with the Torah. So what does that mean? So on the simpler level, we're going to understand what we already spent in detail in the previous year, and that is the Torah isn't an object. If a person is acquiring an object, so then it's true, belong to the seller, it was on his uh, silver cabinet or on his mantelpiece, and they are bought, I can put it in mine. But the Torah is not an object. The Torah is Chachma Sashem. And if that's the case, if HaKadosh Baruch was given as his Chachma, so we understand, it mean, doesn't mean that it's now something which is transferable, that we have and he doesn't. Chachma is something which has to be taught. Chachma is something which has to be understood. And the only way that we're going to be able to receive HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Chachma is if He teaches it to us. And just like if I wouldn't buy an object, I would buy a service from somebody, for lack of a better example. So then it means the person has to provide that. If I'm paying somebody to teach me, so then it means really that He has to spend His time teaching me because there's no other way for me to get information that is not being taught. And therefore, by buying from him the learning that I'm going to learn, it really means I've bought him to be the one to teach it to me. And that's a simple pshat, and we explained this last time, that when we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, came with the Torah, it means that the Torah needs to be taught. And the Torah needs to be taught when people are able to learn it. And being as the situation is that not everybody is able to learn the Torah at any given stage, they're still Yidin who are going to be born, they have to grow up, they have to get to a level of understanding. And now that they're ready, and now that they're able, now that they're prepared to learn Torah, so then how is Hashem going to give the Torah to them? Because part of Hashem's commitment to teach Torah to Klai Yisrael is every single Jew. When they want to learn Torah, Hashem is there to teach it to them, like we saw last time. That means that to a certain extent, we can say we bought Hashem. Chas Hashem bought Hashem. But that means that to give us a Torah, it means Hashem is available to us to teach us Torah. And that's what we said last time, that we talk about the brachas of giving Torah, it's in the present tense. Not in the past tense, Hashem is Naisen HaTorah. He's the one who's giving Torah, he's the one who's the Melamed Torah, he's teaching Torah. Because whenever we're able to learn, then Hashem has to be there to teach us. And therefore, to come back to the point he's saying, do we, have we, so to speak, have a way to connect to Hashem every time we learn Torah? Yes, we do. Because every time we learn Torah, that obligates Hashem, as it were, to teach the Torah to us. And therefore, buying the Torah is really ensuring that we have that ongoing connection with Hashem. That's the simple explanation of this research.
that Hashem said that we took the Torah, it's so to speak, we took Hashem too because now he, we have the ability that He's going to always teach us the Torah. And then the Nefesh explains, so there's no need for an outside focus on trying to connect to Hashem. We have it automatically every time we learn Torah. That's a simple pshat. Let's look at it a little bit deeper. And let's understand that as the bracha was say when we talk about uh, the chachma that Hashem gives to people, if one would meet a non-Jew who was incredibly intelligent, so there's a bracha. And the bracha is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave his chachma to Basar Vadal. Whereas if a person would meet a God will be Israel, who's considered a superlative in his Torah knowledge, so we make a different bracha, and that is, Shechalak me chachma salirev. Here it's a question of giving chachma, and here it's a question of shechalak, a person who shares, so to speak, uh, shares of his chachma. Which means when it comes to uh, knowledge or wisdom of a non-Torah nature, so it's a gift. It's a gift, and it's been given to the recipient. And we recognize that Hashem is the one who has to give such chachma, and therefore we make a bracha of that Hashem is the one who gave that chachma. Whereas when we're talking about Torah, when we see somebody who's tremendously knowledgeable on Torah, we don't call that an example of HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving. We rather talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu sharing with him. And the difference is, and this is very simple, what a person gives he doesn't have. Whereas what a person shares they have as well. And if that's the case, you need to understand something. Because there's nothing Hashem can give that he doesn't have. That's axiomatic. So all the knowledge and all the wisdom in the world is Hashem's. So why are we talking about the fact that when He's giving wisdom of a secular nature, we say Hashem gave it, and when we're talking about Torah, we say Hashem shared it. Just like we say Hashem didn't lose His Torah knowledge by giving it to somebody else, that's obvious, but Hashem didn't lose any knowledge by giving it to somebody else. If you have somebody who's tremendously knowledgeable about, let's say, the human anatomy, or about any other nature of the geography of the world. So because he has it, doesn't mean Hashem lost it. So in what way did Hashem give that Chachma? Whereas when it comes to Torah, we don't say Hashem gave Torah, we say Hashem shared Torah. How are we meant to understand the difference? And the said is like this. Of course Hashem doesn't give any Chachma which he doesn't have. He's the source of all Chachma. The difference is, if it's Chachma that Hashem is given to somebody, in the sense that he allows them to learn it, to understand it, to to come to a uh, realization of it, to discover it. That's something which Hashem has given in the sense that now the person could get it on their own. It didn't need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's involvement in giving it to them. Whereas when it comes to Torah, there's a big difference. It's not that a person discovers Torah for himself. There is a process of a person needs Hashem to teach it to them. And therefore, there isn't a stage when the person has it on his own, so to speak. And that's why even retaining Chachma, even remembering Torah, which means it needs, after, even after he's learnt and has understood the first time, the, the, the whole Asik of Torah 
needs Hashem's participation. And therefore, we always see that as being a chaylik of shecholak. HaKadosh Baruch is sharing that Torah. Whereas when it comes to other chachmas, and Hashem lets the person understand and learn them, and so then it doesn't need that same connection, that same involvement of Hashem in, that, in their knowledge, and therefore it's like Hashem allowed them, so to speak, to take what they got. Why is it like that? If it's chachma and Hashem is allowing a person and he gave him a mind to, to rationalize and understand and he allows him to, to discover chachma, so why can't Torah be the same? That a person can understand it and work it out by themselves. Why does it have to be that Hashem is there to teach it to them? So, this is the second point of the chachma satara. And that we said that it's, we say about Kodesh Baruch Hu Kiro Hizchad, is one with the Torah. And that's more clearly the marshal which we wrote before, of the king's daughter, that the king said, wherever you go, make me a place to be as well. Why? We could have just said, Muslim, that it needs Hashem to teach. What's the, the added element over here? of the Marshal of Hashem, so to speak, the Bas Melech, who is the only child. The aside here is that Ke'ilu HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want to leave the Torah. Whereas opposed to the other Chachmas which create the world, which, if you could say it in such language, Hashem has no problem separating from and leaving people to take. Over here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want to leave the Chachmas of Torah. And therefore, learning Torah, by definition, is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to come together with the Torah, so to speak. And it's only going to be learned in such a way that Hashem is there to teach it. Why? Why is this Chachmah different to other Chachmas? So the simple answer for that is it's more important to Hashem that we understand the Torah right, and that we understand the sciences of the world right. When it comes to sciences, when it comes to other parts of the world, so yes, it's Chach which is given to people to understand, and if they do or they don't, isn't going to affect, so to speak, what she wants them to do in the world. Whereas when it comes to Torah, so then a misunderstanding of Torah is going to be, is going to be destructive in the Shemayim. It's going to cause a kilkul in how the world runs, the spiritual world runs. And therefore here there's more of a interest Hashem has in teaching the Torah and in a way to make sure the Torah is, so to speak, understood as it should be rather than allowing people to understand on their own and what could lead to a misunderstanding of Torah. But now we get to our next point. And that is that the, the Nevi Shachayim brings another another Chazal, another two Chazals, and this shows an extra element. And when we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu so to speak, is together with the Torah. And then he explains, V'gam kishar sha'elin sha'terak tasha, the source in Ruchus of the Torah, hu ba'elin sha'be'lamas ha'nikra'am ba'lamas ha'nsef, is in the highest point of the world, which is called the Olam of Ainsef. Say that ma'al b'shanelam ha'nizka b'sish sh'pliyaz chokh mutal sh'be'el ha'rizal, and what the Arizal calls the hidden level of the Torah, v'shurayish sh'el oisya sha'terak tasha, which is the beginning 
of from where the Torah emanates from. The pasuk says, "Mishnah Hashem Kanani Reishis Tarkai Kedem Ifalav Mas." Hashem created me as the first of all the things He created. The Desha Amrus Hashakat Mel Aylam, and therefore when we say the Torah came before the world, Hainu Gami Kol Aylam Was Kolah, not just the physical world. There's a world of Malachim, there's a world of the Kisya Kavod, there's a world of the Ruchnius. The Torah preceded all of them. We're going to say it, the Torah even came before the world of, we talk about, of how Hashem acts in relation to the physical world. It's something which is above our understanding. The highest level which we can relate to as something which is created is the world of the Kisiyakov, and there's a Torah came before that as well. And what's it meant to mean? What's meant to mean is that the Sharish of the Torah, which means the Chachma of Hashem, came before everything. Because it was with Hashem's Chachma that He intended how the worlds were going to be. And once that was the, so to speak, the decision, that Hashem decided this is what the worlds are going to be, so then for sure, every world, there was a decision on that level that that's what Hashem wanted, that that level of the creation, that dimension of Ruknis to look like. And therefore the Torah preceded that stage. And this isn't something which is a Chiddush to us, because we know it's a famous Chazan, he's going to bring it himself in a few lines time. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks to the Torah to build the world, and what that means is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided before he created what he wanted to create. And on each level, before Hashem created that level of reality, Hashem decided what he wanted it to be. And that's that we call the Torah. And therefore, on each level, we say the Torah preceded each level of creation. Not just that the Torah preceded each level of creation. The Torah defines what each level of creation is. Whether it's the world of Ruchnius, whether it's the world of Malach, whether it's the world of people. The Torah which comes before and defines what that level of Ruchnius is. That's the... That's the what we call the righteous of the Torah. Hashem Kalani Reishis Tarkoi at the beginning before everything else Hashem creates a Torah and that's been the Chazal where he says that and the Chayn Ba Nes of Nivra Kalanam through the Torah all the worlds were created with the spiritual physical and the Chazal Darish the word Amun Altikri Amun Ela Uman he was like the craftsman which through which the Torah Hashem created the world. With the Torah Hashem created all the worlds. How did Hashem create the world with the Torah? The Torah is, so to speak, the Chacham of Hashem, but the way Hashem said it. And through Hashem's speech, He creates all the worlds. So they see the Gilgul Tzirufi Oasis through the way that Hashem connects the various letters of the Aleph base. We'll explain in a minute what that means. They created all the various worlds. The highest worlds are revolving in all the tens of thousands. Everything included in the and the meaning is like this. We know that the, the we said the Chachma the, of Hashem was the Torah, but it's more than that. Because it wasn't just the plan 
it was also the way Hashem executed the plan, which means by, by Hashem, what Hashem said is what made things happen, and the various things which exist in the world are really the, so to speak, the culmination of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu defined should happen. Hashem's speech creates, like we said many times in Nefesh Echad, that what Hashem said, that brought something into existence. How did that happen? So if you're going to talk about it on the level that the Sefi Yitzhira talks about it, every letter has a certain spiritual koich. Every combination has then a, a, a synthesis of the koichas of the letters which make up that combination. And everything, therefore, in the world, which is a combination of different base elements of spiritual koich, is defined by the combination of letters which make it up. And then by Hashem connecting those letters, those spiritual koichas, in the way He said it, that made that, that thing exist. So, for example, the Zephyr series says that if we're talking about the letters, the 22 letters of the Aleph base, or the 22 base koiches, and then we're going to start combining them with each other. So, if you're going to make two letter combinations, how many possible two letter combinations are there? So, it's very simple the 22 letters multiplied by 21 other letters, each one can combine with another letter, and as you're not talking about a repeat of the same two letters, you're talking about how each one can combine with every other letter. So the amount of possible combinations of letters is 22 multiplied by 21, which is a total of 462 uh, possible uh, sequences. We call it 231, Panim 231 Akhar, because in, there's, in, in those sequences, then there's going to be 231 cases where a letter combines with a letter afterwards in the sequence. For example, Aleph Base, Aleph Gimel, Aleph Talad, Aleph Hay, and then afterwards Base Gimel, Base Talad, Base Hay, and so on. And there's certain, and the 231 times which a letter combines with a letter before in the sequence. So, for example, instead of Aleph Base, Aleph Gimel, you have Base, Aleph Gimel, Aleph Talad, Aleph, or Talad Gimel, Talad Base, or Gimel Base, uh, uh, combinations working backwards, 231 in each direction. Does all the possible combinations, and then that makes that amount of koichas, uh, which are going to result from the combination of the alphabet of two letters. And we can add a third letter, and it's going to multiply the amount of results they're going to be. And that explains that's what it means that the Torah uses the alphabet. Hashem uses the alphabet as the way to cre- make things happen, as a way to create the world. And what's the significance to our discussion? We're trying to explain why when a person learns Torah, it's clearly connecting to Hashem. So for this we have to understand another Yisrael. And that is, when we see the physical Torah that we have, and we see the clef, and we see the letters written on the clef, we see it as, if one wants to call it, the clothing of the Torah. The malbush, like you brought from the Riza. Just like when you see a person, and you see his body, and you see his face, you see his features, you're not seeing the person himself, you're seeing his body. That's not the essence of the person. The essence of the person, is, as you know, is his neshama. Just in order for a neshama to exist in this world, Hashem has to give him a body. And if you see a person physically, you see his body, and you know that within that is the neshama, which is the real person. The real drive of the person, the real identity of the person, the real koichas of the person. That's housed within that body. And it's the same thing when it comes to the Torah. The Torah is the scroll. The Torah is something external. Within that is the Chochmah of Hashem. Except for it to be understood in a physical world, so that it needs to have something which physical people can relate to. 
and therefore the Torah was written regarding physical actions, and the Torah was written discussing events which took place in the physical environment, in the physical mitzvahs, because that's the way that we people can relate to it. We need to understand that house within that Torah is the Chacham Sashem, which is something which is inherently spiritual, like the Anishamas. With this we understand very well known Chazal. We mentioned this once before, but it's worth repeating. And that is when Hashem wanted to give the Torah to Moshe, the Malachim complained. And they wanted the, Malach, the, the Malachim wanted the Torah to remain in Shemayim. And Moshe seems to say the obvious. He says the Torah doesn't apply to you, Malachim. You can't honor your parents, you never came out of Egypt, you don't have physical temptation. Sort of the Malachim thinking. And the Yisrael is something much deeper. The Malachim understood that, of course, the physical translation of the Torah doesn't apply to them. But there's a Torah in their world too. And the world of Malachim also has a Torah, which defines how Hashem wanted that world to be created. And therefore, just like the Malach, so to speak, also has a body, just not a physical body. He has the body of a Malach, with wings and with uh, whatever organs you're going to ascribe to Malach in a spiritual sense. So there's a Torah of that world too, which is the way a Malachim understands Torah. And the Malachim understands Torah as it relates to their world. And, of course, they didn't want the physical Torah. They wanted is that the Torah, as it relates to their world, should be where the Koyach of the Torah is. And the physical Torah, that didn't apply to them. And if that's the case, Moshe Rabbeinu's argument was that if there is a physical application of Torah too, the Torah has to come to the lowest possible level and work up from there. We'll still talk about that, you said. And if we understand from that, is that what we see, the Chachmus HaTorah, is really something which applies differently to every level. Because it's the level of Hashem's Chachmus which He intended in building that, in that level of, of existence. So the Torah, which is B'Shosh Hashem's Chachmus, really precedes everything. And at every stage, Hashem wants that level of creation to be. It's the Chachmus of Hashem which defines what it's going to be. And it's Hashem's Dibur which brings it into existence. And then, when we learn Torah, so of course, we, we, can, we can start from the, the other end. And we have to first start with the physical, so to speak, uh, way that the Torah presents itself to us, because that is people that we can relate to. But we know that when we do that, so then really, the neshama of the Torah is the same neshama of, the, of the, what Hashem originally said. Now, if we're going to detach the physical coating of something, from its Sherish, from its source. So then it's something which, so to speak, has been detached from Hashem, in some sense. To study wisdom as physical wisdom, so that's something Hashem gave. That's not taking it, separating it from its spiritual kayak and looking at it as a physical thing, which is solely related to the physical world, with nothing deeper than that. Like the Vilagon was quoted by Rechaim Vilaj in his Akhtamah, the Sefer there is learning Chachmus Chitzonius on their own, learning the different physical branches of wisdom on their own, is tantamount to basically learning just the, rap- the packaging. The body without learning the Neshama. If that's the case, it's something which is given. It's not connected to Hashem the same way, even though it's from Him. Whereas if a person is learning Torah and understanding the, or trying to connect to the Neshama, the Pneumius of the Torah, 
so even if it's in order to understand what Hashem wants us to do in the physical world, but it's through understanding what Hashem, through the Torah, which means through understanding derech, via, uh, understanding the physical mitzvahs that the Torah is giving us, the physical insights that the Torah tells us, understanding Ritzan Hashem, then we're connecting to the Sherish, we're connecting to the Neshama. And that's something which is always connected to Hashem, just like by a person. A person's body can be detached from Ruchnius, like what happens when a person dies. A person's Nasham is always attached. By learning Torah, we're always attached because we're learning through the physical discussion of uh, Shaifer or Lulav or Erevin or Baba Metzi or any other Masech that we're learning or any other Halacha. We're learning Ratzan Hashem. And it's true, we understand it from the Ratzan Hashem as it relates to the physical world. Maybe if we learn Kabbalah, then we can understand Ratzan Hashem as it relates to a Ruchni world. But this connection to the Ratzan Hashem is there. And in that way, when a person learns Torah, Ba'atsim, he's connecting to Akadosh Baruch. Because through the Torah he's learning, he's coming to understand Hashem's Ratan. He's coming to understand Hashem's Chachmi. And we can't do that directly because we, we're physical and we understand things in a physical way. And that, and, but, but, but learning the way we learn. So that way we connect it to the, as much as we understand, we are connected to the Chachm of Hashem, which is within this world too. And to go back to where we started. There's a certain level of Ki'ilu by learning, then there's a Dvekas that by learning we connect it to Hashem. We saw before, and connection to Hashem isn't only on an emotional level. It's on a level of understanding too. And therefore it says Nev Shachayim. We don't have to look for a sense of Dvekas when we learn in Torah. The Torah itself brings that. Because by the Torah itself, by learning and understanding what this is what Hashem wants, so we're coming to understand uh, more of, the, of what Hashem's chachma is, and that's the gift that Hashem gave us via the Torah. Via the Torah, Hashem gave us the gift of understanding His chachma, and that's what it means. Ki'ilu to learn Torah, we we connecting to Hashem. It's ki'ilu Hashem gave us something of Himself. It's not like a gift, which is something we said before, which can be given and then detaches from the giver. Here, the gift Hashem gave us is the ability to understand His Chachma. So, by learning Torah, Ba'atim, we have Him. We're learning His Chachma. It's not something separate from that. Just like a person's Chachma isn't separate from Him. Hashem's Chachma, which is a Torah, isn't separated from Hashem. And therefore, when a person's focused on learning Torah to understand Chachma's Hashem, yes, Chachma's Hashem as it manifests in the physical world too, then that's something which is connecting us, not just to the Torah, but to Hashem as well.